Should we start with a minute silence for Columbo? <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's the intro. <laughs> Would you fucking believe it? It's Lug Radio, Season 6, Episode 1. Yay! Yay! My name is Adam Sweet. I'm Trish Proctor. I'm Stuart Langridge. I'm John O'Bacon. And I'm A. Bradshaw. Yes, yes. returning! Hurrah! <laughs> it's nice to have you in the room, actually. Unlike the other two bastards. Oh, yeah. Ravel and Sparks were invited and they didn't come. Well, when you say they were invited, I mean, I was kind of invited, right? <laughs> no, you liar! You were invited! You I mean, were fully invited! On I just Tuesday! I just didn't get all the emails that everybody else got. Oh, you didn't have enough time for the tremendous preparation that you usually do for an episode? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> I believe you have been owned. <laughs> this week on the show, we have a segment called The Devil's Drink, which we'll find out about later, and yes. Adam Will specifically. <laughs> yes, you will. You won't find out quite as much as I did. <laughs> We're also going to be talking about the uh, the recent news regarding uh, LibreOffice, OpenOffice, and the Oracle Love Triangle. And we're also going to be again discussing uh, the next virus situation. Is it a threat or is it not? And John will put the boot into identica. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> that is an unfair characterisation. John had me put the boot into All right, let's get the show on the road. Sounds like a fun packed show. In the world of social networking, everybody knows about Twitter. Um, and a lot of people in the free software world know about Identica. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically a free software version of Twitter. Um, and uh, on Identica, there is, uh, I think it's safe to say, there is a certain demographic of users. Those users are free software users. And there has been some critique at times, Mr. Langridge. Uh, <laughs> I can turn this shitty not, stick back not, around to you. It's not just me. <laughs> that, no, it's both of you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there has been some critique that um, uh, Identica is sometimes a little bit tunnel-visioned in perspectives, you know, so many of us uh, will post to both uh, Twitter and Identica at the same time because we want to, you know, appeal to both groups and consequently you sometimes get, you know, reasonable responses on Twitter and a total booting on Identica. <laughs> do, do we all have both accounts, by the way? Just a little... Uh, little little poll? Yeah. yeah. What about you, sweet? No. No? Do you I have a computer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. <laughs> I just, can't, can't you got really Identica from an abacus. <laughs> well, I refuse <laughs> to that speak and spell thing. Sh- shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <right? laughs> I, I only signed up to Twitter about two months ago. I've avoided it for that long. Welcome I thought, to the internet. I thought it was Web 2.0 bollocks <laughs> and would never take off. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember. Which, incidentally, which is exactly what these two thought when I was yeah, using Twitter I, and they were I, ripping the piss out of me for I, it. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So I have, so, I have sympathy yeah. for Adam's point of view. I, mean, so I, yeah. I, I don't have an Identica account. It's, but you've got a Twitter account. Yeah. How many followers have you got, by the way? After Set. two months, given the fact that you're the famous How many well. followers have you got who aren't in this room? <laughs> it's about 30 or so, <gasps> I think. Oh, maybe that's 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 Ashton Kutchler. Because I'm guessing that all, most of us have got both. Yeah. And I just wanted yes. to know which is your primary. So for me, I mean, it started off with Twitter was definitely my primary. Right. Uh, and these days, it's absolutely switched over. I very rarely ever post to Twitter these days. I always, the first one I fire up is Identica. And why is that? I've even put on my Twitter that I don't use this anymore. And I was the first person to sign up for Twitter. Is there not, not the first person <laughs> in the world <laughs> amongst us? Obviously, is, is, uh, is there a reason why you've switched it that way? Um, it, just because there's more open source people on there, and it has things like groups, and, and you know, you can do exclamation marks as well as hashtags and things like right. that. And so there's, there's more. There's a higher percentage of open source people on Identica. Obviously, so you've chosen that mainly because of the audience. It, it wasn't really a conscious choice. I just found myself using Identica way more often. Right. Um, yeah. So. Language? So. Which is your primary? My my absolute primary is Twitter. Yeah. Um, I used to post to both and read both, and these days I post to and read Twitter, and I don't use identical at all. Um, I wrote a blog post about this a um, year or so ago, a couple yeah. of years ago, something like that. Um, exactly because, yes, the audience on identical is open source, but most of the stuff I talk about on Twitter has nothing to do with hacking. It's what I did that day. Um, where I'm going this evening, what I'm thinking about in general. I'm not interested what, in spending... the pub a lot of the time, isn't it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the horrible, horrible, horrible music in Bumsy's Stonebridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my problem was that I spent 
uh, a bunch of time posting to both, and I got interesting conversations on Twitter and on Identica. People want to talk about free software and nothing but free software. Okay. And John, uh, I guess yours is your primary is Twitter. Uh, I'm both equally. Um, do I, you, I use do you have it where, like, the both questions to everyone, like, do you have it where you post to one and it copies it to the other one? No, mine, no. I post using Gwibber, so it okay. goes to Twitter and Identica equally, and I read both of them equally, mm. but then I have uh, my Twitter feed is aggregated to Facebook as well. So if I post, it goes to the three of them, and... For me, I am still a whore, then, eh, Bacon? <laughs> what Pretty much, yeah. Social Christian media whore, let's be clear. <laughs> so which do you I, have? I have primary? Um, I, I mainly post identity when it forwards to Twitter. I very, ah, very okay. rarely yeah, yeah, yeah. post to Twitter, yeah, yeah. unless I've forgotten, basically. <laughs> forgotten that I'm mm. sending to identity. Okay, yeah. So um, that's, that's But essentially because, um, yeah, they're a lot more free software people on identity, and they, you know, the people I'm, you know, my friends tend to be free software people so they tend to be on Identica um, my, my whereas on Twitter what I do, a lot of peop- the people I follow are people who I don't know but who post interesting stuff anyway yeah I, that's the same for me actually yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I suppose my thing is not just I mean yeah a lot of my friends are free software people but I like talking to them about things that aren't free software and yeah but I, I don't, I don't see you're not allowed to do that you, on, on yeah. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't seem to happen yeah, but the other thing as Get well is I like talking to people whose worldview is not you have to use free software and nothing else. Yeah. Like the amount of times, and I don't know whether this is a fault, part of the reason why I was interested in talking about this is whether this is something to do with Identica, whether it's something to do with the, the choices that the people in Identica make, or whether it's something to do to with that, me. By the way? What? Did you just agree that, that you, to that statement? Which statement? The one about you, uh, people who use software other than free software. Yes. Okay. Because you used to be a staunch advocate. I did. I have changed my opinion quite a lot in the last okay. quite a lot few years. And the thing is, the, the amount of times I've posted something on, you know, again to Twitter and Identica, and it's just been, it's not been anything particularly controversial. It's just been, I've made, like, I'll mention Skype, or I'll mention um, something else that's non-free, or I'll just mention anything, and somebody will, oh, what about copyright assignment? <laughs> you know? And I don't know whether that's me, because I'm the Bunty Community Manager, or whether, that's, or whether that's because... Uh, really? No, I mean, that, that, that's, honestly, no. that, that's the thing I was bringing yeah. up when I wrote the blog post. Well, so um, if you put the word Skype in something, somebody replies to you saying, what about copyright assignment? It's, it's, th- there has been countless situations where a relatively innocent tweet has resulted in a ranty thread on Identica. That's the and there's word. always the same people on it. I'm obviously not going to say who those people are. Mm-hmm. Who are they? <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, I, I love Fab and Brad Coon is usually in there and there's a bunch of other people. And, you know, Respect to these people because they they believe in free software and that's that's where they're. Basically, basically that's not an identity's problem. That's a that's, that, a, that's, community just, that's problem. a problem you have yeah. with them as people, possibly, no, or, or the way they post specifically. So, and if, I, it, if there was only ever Twitter, but what then I've you'd have the same problem with Twitter. The, just, no, but the reason why I've noticed it is because um, whenever that happens, it's always on Identica, and it's not it's not just those people. I mean, those people participate in it. I mean, Bradley Coon. And I will talk elsewhere. We've talked over email and things like that. And I, th- I have total respect for Fab and Brad and these other guys. But and are you saying he's different when he's not identical, or he still has no, the same I'm just, views? No, I'm or? just saying that it turns into it's a conversation. Often it'll start out with just a couple of people, and then it turns and then it just gets dogpiled by people. That that was that's the point. It's not just that you get dogpiled on Identica. That's not necessarily the problem. It's the example I gave in the blog post I wrote. Um, I, I picked one day in my life and I and named the things I tweeted about. And my dad had been to a garden party and met the Queen. And um, I, which I thought was quite cool, yeah. you know. And um, I, why is that cool, by the way? I don't met the Queen. Okay, the royalist segment over that. Bloody Republican. Shut up. Ignore the um, fact that she's a bitch. I, <laughs> not the point. <laughs> not a royalist. Um, Simple conversation. Yeah. The um, and I mentioned a few other things like agenda. I was playing with Double Twist on Android and what is this? Mentioned a couple of problems I had. Some kind of euphemism. No. Music syncing oh, thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> me- mentioned, mentioned a bunch of other stuff, and people on Twitter responded to those things. I had normal conversations, and then sometimes you might get battered about free software or whatever. On Identica, no one responded to any of the normal stuff at all. There was no ordinary discussion. Either, you know, I wouldn't have minded people saying, oh, what do you want to go see the Queen for? Be a Republican. That's fine. That'd be an interesting discussion. None of that happened. I got jumped on about free software, and that was it. So that makes me think, okay, I can't have ordinary conversations. All I can do on, on, on Identica is get shouted at. So what the fuck's the point? 
Which is why I don't use it. Well, you're not going to lose, lose, leave the open source uh, world, I mean, because that happens a lot in the open source world. You get shattered up and you get these zealots. To be fair, you used to be fairly zealoty yourself. I, indeed, <laughs> yes. And, and this is, the post that I wrote was exactly about this, because I was being shouted at for not being as fervent a supporter of free software as yeah. I was. Ah, and, okay, the, right. and the point I was trying to make was that I believe in it just as much, I just don't shout about it gotcha. as much. Yes, and, exactly. And, and, and uh, what I was annoyed about was that I was I was being perceived as being less supporting of free software simply because I'm less annoying about it to other people as if the, the fervency of my belief is defined by how many people I bollock rather than what I actually do yeah that was the source of my annoyance about, thing, about identity the thing that worries me a little bit as well but that but that's moving on to the free software zealotry generally rather than identical the thing that worries me a little bit about this is that you know I'm I've been using Identica for a few years now, and the thing that worries me more and more is that as time goes on, I'm just noticing, I'm noticing more and more people, not just in the Ubuntu community, but elsewhere, who will say, oh, that's typical Identica. Like, it's as if the reputation has started brewing about it, that it's just full of people who have that very, very so, hardened perspective so about becomes, free software. It, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Some people are like it, therefore everyone says they like it, therefore people who, who think like that go to Identica more, and other people are forced away. Yeah. And a lot of people have, have ditched it. I know a lot of people who've ditched it because they don't want to... Because For exactly the yeah, reason... Equally, lots of people have ditched Twitter. Yeah, but the reason why these people have ditched Twitter is because of the philosophical reasons. Well... No Maybe. one ditches well, Twitter for any other reason than the fact that they don't like either the company Twitter or the fact that it's closed. For me, it became really co- commercial, and it's just all those businesses and all those stars and all... Yeah, but you choose to read them. I mean, just don't read those, follow those True. people. That's yeah. the other question I was going to ask, is do you restrict who follows you, or do you just let anybody follow you? Anyone. Just let anybody follow me. So I'm just... Because I'm quite restrictive about who I let follow me. Oh, right. Yeah, so, you know, maybe, well, maybe there's no answer about You see, to me... That so, that kind of defeats the point. If I want to no, on Facebook, dictate you, who I'm let, going to, I barely um, use Facebook. Okay, so on Facebook, do you have everybody friend? Any, anyone who sends you a friend request, do you just accept it, or do you just let your friends in? Uh, I'm pretty liberal. If I know them, <coughs> you're a community manager, if I've I guess, known so them, yeah. well, if yeah, if I if I've spoken to them online, then I you know if I know them and I recognise their name, I'll be friends with them. I don't accept strangers, but uh, yeah, I, I, Facebook is really part of my job, so I, mm-hmm. it's not really as personal as it could be. That's your job. You have to blog and go on Facebook, and that's what you do for a living. Yeah, <laughs> and that's your job. Shit doesn't sink. So, uh, <laughs> however, actually, that's unfair. It does sink. Now. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> so I've done, job, I've done my job. You see. So yeah. So the only thing that worries me a little bit is that, um, like, uh, there's a guy called John Phillips who um, I don't know if he still does work for um, Status.net, but he did work there as a, as a community manager. I sat down with him one night and I said to him like. I'm worried that Identica is kind of being painted as this place that's a bit extremist. So, you know, if you do post something, people dogpile you. And um, he'd seen some of this stuff, and I said to him, like, is this something you can solve? He said, well, it's not really something we can police, obviously. It's not something that status.net... Is that what you wanted, by the way? No. But what I want to know is how we can solve the problem. Because it worries me that... I think it's great to... To me, it'd be like going to a lug and being kicked out of the lug because you use Skype. Or not being welcome. But but you don't necessarily... There's no problem with having a Twitter for free software discussions and that being Identica. It just means that people on Identica should stop saying this is an alternative to Twitter and say it's an alternative to Twitter for people who want to talk primarily and solely about free software stuff. But that's stuff. not its business case. That's not its no, case. exactly. Yeah. Well, their, their argument is it's for everybody, but it's not for everybody. If was, so because if you go there and want to talk about your dad seeing the Queen, nobody listens. If it was, if it was so run ultimately, by... it just needs more people. It just needs... Except at the moment, the people more that are on there yeah. are just open source people, so it just needs more normal people to Maybe join Maybe that's it. a solution. What's the motive for normal people to go there? Well, exactly. Well, what's the motive for normal people to stop using Windows and use Linux, you know? It's been colonised by a demographic who only care about free software, because otherwise they'd just be using Twitter. If you didn't care about free software, you'd just use Twitter. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And the thing Do you is- think, though, you're being a bit oversensitive about this, is this not like kind of how, how sh- shit works? In you know, big argument happens. Um, you yeah. know, you say something, somebody says, oh, that's bollocks because... And they, they don't really mean it as an insult. They don't mean it as kind of like a, all your opinions are worthless. It's just kind of a the next move in an argument then you're expected to argue back and say no well you're worthless be- yeah I mean, it's, it, it, it's the, the argument right. is the fun is it, <laughs> no, in, in my experience it's worse on Identica than it is on mailing lists but I, I think certainly and worse on Identica than it is on people who, who you, I, 
having seen your arguments with one or two people on on Identica, I think some of them just argue purely for the comedy value of having the argument. Right. And, right. and you know, yeah. if, if you argued back that you would, they, they would have a lot of respect for that, and that would be fine. You know, what? even if you beat them in the argument, I think they'd that's be happy the other thing that, as well you know? is that like maybe the way I'm looking at it, where Identica is part of my job, so I look at it in a different way in terms of. The discussions there are often, they relate to, you know, the work that I do. And if somebody's using it as a hobby where debating online and arguing online is a bit of fun, hmm. maybe that's two different lenses in which people view Identica. Maybe that's the reason why I see it a little bit different. I think the other thing is that if it was run by the Free Software Foundation, I'd have no issue whatsoever because you expect free software people. And if you go on there and you expect, and you're not a 100% free software person, and, you know, yeah, then you mean. shouldn't expect that kind of leeway. But like, as Zach says, it's kind of like a... A replacement for so you, you'd be happy happy getting a bollocking if it was from the Free Software Foundation, yeah. but not if it's from real people. I'd see no reason <laughs> for me to complain because that's the culture of the Free Software Foundation. This next segment is called the Devil's Drink. Although John is insisting we call it ye olde lump and filthy potato water of the devil, but that's not what it's called. It's called the Devil's Drink. Oh yes, it is. And. Um, it's it, it's a quiz show. It's a quiz game, Woo-hoo. but with a slightly lug radio twist. In that this is the only segment we've ever had where we've had to pre-prepare a bucket in the middle <laughs> of the room. <laughs> there really is a bucket here. Yeah. Okay, so the idea is uh, we've all written questions and we put them in a hat, which um, um, John O has. I'll shuffle the hat. Yes, that's John o, John O's baseball cap, which he wears to look like Fred Durst, and. The idea is you will draw out a question, and if you get the question right, you will nominate someone else. If you get the question wrong, you stay in the hot seat. The person in the hot seat has to drink the lump and filthy potato <laughs> water of the devil. You need to explain and the it. And the ingredients in ye olde lump and filthy potato water of the devil are Adam Sweet. Oh. In one, we have fiery chilli twisted ketchup. <laughs> We need the fucking bullseye dude to do this. <laughs> in two, we have Liam Perry's Worcestershire sauce. In three, we have Marmite. Abandoned in in four, we have Tabasco sauce. In five, my favourite and yours, it's salmon paste. In six, and just to make it slightly reasonable... <laughs> Thixton's Old Peculiar. <laughs> Which is a bear. Which is um, a bear. Now, it should be clear that even though we said in and then different numbers, they're all actually <laughs> in the same glass. So I have Mix. this I have uh. this delicious looking glass of black evil <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with an iceberg of salmon paste floating in the top of it. Adam was very nearly sick just at the look of his drink earlier. Yeah, so disgusting. this can't possibly go well. <laughs> by glass, you actually mean child's plastic cup, yes? <laughs> I do suspect it's dissolving its way through the bottom of the cup as we speak. <laughs> Can we get this out of the way? Right, so to explain the rules, the way it works is you get asked a question. If you get the question correct, then you volunteer someone else to sit in the hot seat and, and, they, drink. Drink. and they have to drink. They drink the lump and filth. They drink the lump and filth. If you get the question wrong, then... You have to drink the lump and filth, <laughs> and then you and then you stay in the hot seat and get another question. The twist, and the thing which takes it from a copy of UUPC's quiz show into our own thing is whether you got the question right or not is decided by everyone else voting. Who <laughs> so, are all on their honour? Yes, yeah. they're all on their honour. These people would never lie, would they? No, absolutely not. And, uh, and I'm ashamed you've got, you've, a little bit hurt that you'd even suggest it. <laughs> you've got to reasonably vote that the question was answered correctly. Yes. Okay. So okay. When, the, when it comes down to it, right, I can't imagine for a second, if it's a 50-50 to, to regards to being right or wrong... Because there are four people voting, yeah, you're yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, c- I can't imagine a little tickle of mischief <laughs> in the back of somebody's mind. So that would never happen on the radio. make him drink no. it. The person who is going... So, Tony... Hello. Is going to is going to break, break ties. ties. Typical Saturday night for Tony. <laughs> um, all right, so um, we voted all that Act is going to go first. <laughs> RHCs don't nominate RHCs, right? Fuck oh, yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, just to be clear. <laughs> all right, right. All pick. Pick. together here. <laughs> right. Okay. So I have a question. I hope I'm. <laughs> it begins genuinely properly worried about this. Right. Okay, my question. Who is the author of Pity V? 
to confirm. That's the question. Yes, yeah, that is the, the video. Tool. Who is the author of Pitch of Me, which I assume is the video tool? And my answer is Edward Hervey. Okay. Okay. Now let's vote. Let's vote. Do I get it right? Yeah, You've got that right. So up for me. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got that right. Hooray, so I now impression. need to nominate someone <laughs> to drink and then have the next question. <laughs> I nominate Adam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got an extra large floaty piece of cake as well. Well, look at the side. Look, it's massive. I've got a massive floaty it's thing of salmon. You're going to fucking pay for this. <laughs> drink, drink. Uh, and as a second point, I want to remind you, I'm sitting on your bed. <laughs> right, don't, so first you, of all, you have to drink. No, have no, I got to drink mine need... or have I got to drink yours? No, he has to drink. No. You have to drink yours. I thought you only drank if you got the question wrong. No, 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 because no, I nominated him. That's the point. Oh, okay, yeah. right, right. I nominated. Yeah. Then if he gets the if he gets the next question wrong, he has to drink you. some more. Then he has to drink some more. Yeah. But he'll probably get it right. I mean, I got a question. So about it's pitch, inherently, right? yeah, he gets yeah. it right. Right. So you have to drink first. <laughs> I, of all. Ought to, I ought to say, right. <laughs> not only am I horribly afraid, right. <laughs> I think my chances of getting a second question right after this <laughs> drinking this. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking slim, and I think I'm going to be sick as well. Right, okay, well, the, the we've been moved closer. We mysteriously moved closer to Adam. Right, Danny, one. smell that just before I go. You can smell that will help. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> smells, uh, smells delicious. Just before we go, it's actually quite nice. Yeah, you'll forgive me for stalling. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I retching at the thought. Adam, of just do it. Just do it. I've got extra Tabasco. This is going to be fucking. Has anyone ever seen the episode of Bottom when they have the gas man come round? Yeah. And make him drink cold tea. Right. Well, you might want to pick up the bed if you really think you're going to vomit. Right. It's going to be a hearty swig. Spew. Apparently. Spew uh, we're looking for a good hearty swig. If you're going to spew, going to spew it all back. Bed, just you, no, you've got to knock at least half, half, of, it half of it. I'd say. And don't worry God. about the ice cube. You've got to Okay, ladies and gentlemen. This is far worse than the finger of God. <laughs> oh, he was close to him and he bottled it. <laughs> just, a, just a look on his face there. <laughs> that was about You're half a mouthful. than you were before, Adam. There is no word. That <laughs> was not that. That was half a mouthful. Come on, that was too that was that was fair, like, Since he was first. Hey, he was all right, let's be Let's be fair. Adam drinks some water. Right, Adam, pick a question. What? <laughs> <laughs> there is no way I'm not that bad. Uh, yeah, you want some chocolate? You want some chocolate? Sponsored by Cadbury for this episode. <laughs> well, not really. I'm going to be shitting fire for a week. <laughs> what? What are we going to do? You can't make a question. I <laughs> oh, proper rough. That <laughs> Eat some chocolate first, maybe. Okay. I can't read, read out your question. What is the current version of Fedora? If only I'd got that one. And I'd say I'd 15. Got... Okay. Um, so, okay. So so we're going to go around and I vote. Are we talking current stable version or just <laughs> stable, I imagine? Or decide. Oh, no, that wasn't what I was asking. No, 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 no. Right. I'm going to go no on that. <laughs> right, no, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. four no's. My lips are on fire. <laughs> you might as well throw it in the vomit bin. <laughs> So what is the current version? Oh, it's rawhide, you know, it's always current. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Go on, drink up. Adam, uh, <laughs> how can that... Clarify. <laughs> how can that specify? Dude, the, it's the, the judges have spoken. Have the judges have spoken. <laughs> right, drink you really earlier when I said... <laughs> a little tinkle of mystery. <laughs> See, I avoided the fucking salmon last time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's drink again. By the way... Adam drinks again. Given this is your second turn... We're not going to be quite so forgiving in how much you drink. <laughs> Knock it. We're, it is easy. You can't have enough taste buds to her. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, Adam takes drink number two. He's gone almost white at the prospect of it. <laughs> Second one's going to be easy. Fuck off. Okay, this time. Here we go. Oh, 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 oh. It's almost all gone. That didn't hurt as much. <laughs> oh, really? It's all right the second time. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. And I still haven't finished it off then. <laughs> okay. Right, Adam, draw, Adam remains in the hot seat because he got it wrong. Ask another question. 
This is a fucking fix, isn't it? <laughs> Next <laughs> question. <laughs> hey, no cheating, you bastard. <laughs> Try to draw your own question out. We'll have none no, of that. It doesn't matter which question he draws. It's the... The judge's decision is final. True, this is true. <laughs> okay. True. On the plus side, you can't taste the marmite. <laughs> okay, the next question. Oh, bonks. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be... Which grep switch gives the number of lines that match? <laughs> okay. You have to have a grep switch question. Oh, my Adam's lips are burning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going out tonight. Don't no. <laughs> be like the fucking nutty professor when he starts getting fat again. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh dear. <laughs> I think that's the incorrect answer. But I'll, I'll make a guess at C. Right. A one in twenty-six chance. It is actually right. Oh, it is minus two. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. But it's right. Yes. Yes. it's right. It's right. Well, maybe, but, but, he, but I don't hesitate. Well, Tony. <laughs> don't be an arsehole. <laughs> I, I think two mouthfuls is enough, to be honest, of whatever it's lump and arsehole or whatever it's called. Bearing in mind that you're supposed to be a sysadmin, I think you should have had that right off the top of your head, and the hesitation was just not good enough. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a big thumbs down from me. Yeah! Oh. Oh. Third one will be easy. It's, it's, it's ours, but then the rules. Okay. Right. Hold on. I got it right. You bunch of arse. Look, we... The, oh, and that means it's me again. <laughs> Pick a question. <laughs> I'll take a drink. Yeah, no. okay. Do you want some shots? It's going to be easier the third time. You said it was nicer the second time, man. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I love... Is swirling it really gonna help? Burn my lips. <laughs> just mix the salmon in. More. There's not that much left there. Not the rest of salmon out. <laughs> you gotta eat the salmon. Top it up from someone else's. Oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> alright. <isn't it? laughs> I was trying to be helpful. Right, fuck this. Oh, I've got to get the salmon away. <laughs> <laughs> be careful with the bit. That's a bit of vertebra there. <laughs> oh, oh well done, sir. Yes. Look at that. That was champion. Oh. I would eat all of that chocolate now, that entire <laughs> salmon. No. I can't do the salmon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pick a question. <laughs> I'd have piped it into a word count, but personally. <laughs> so would but I. I'd have, yeah. That would have, yeah, that would have been good. Okay. Fair point, Fo- that. Next <laughs> question. Are you joking? <laughs> what? That's got to be yours or yours. Which products are in the fridge in the London Canonical office? <laughs> <laughs> oh, milk. That's the pit of your question. That's it. Milk. I know the answer to the pit of your question. <laughs> right. I hope to be an arsehole, but I refuse to answer this question. <laughs> it's a question. There's bound to be milk in there. Is, this, is this popular knowledge, do you think, in the open yeah. source world? Yeah. Right. Well... No. Sorry, <laughs> I ain't drinking no more. <laughs> and I ain't answering that either. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I think we've had a fair game, Adam. Is... So you're stepping out? How the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to know the answer to that? Come on. Oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> I am drunk three mouthfuls of that evil putrid shit and nobody else has done fuck all, so I, I'm pulling your top. So I guess we'll wrap it up there, then. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Adam. Oh, yeah, pleasure. <laughs> so glad you came today. <laughs> Minus C. Next. Somebody else have a go. <laughs> Otherwise, you might be inclined to say this looks a lot like a fix. <laughs> no. Adam, if you get it right, then you get to nominate, yeah? So surely oh, if you refuse to no, <laughs> If you refuse to answer it, I think you get to nominate Jono as well. <laughs> Does it work like that? There's one question Well, I'm not doing it. I'm not answering it. <laughs> Well, all right. Should we, should we all drink a very small amount in solidarity? That seems you fair. Just a Just a Not the first time you said that. <laughs> there is actually one question left. I think we should get someone to ask it. I don't know what it is. Adam, here's to you, mate. Here's, here's to, you. to here's Cheers, Adam. Well played. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> it's your idea! Oh. 
Oh, that's Ow. repugnant. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, all right. No, maybe you'll forgive me for refusing to answer, answer a question I couldn't possibly know. It's quite salty, isn't it? And t- <laughs> right, so the Premier office, office suite in the open source world is obviously Open Office, which was owned by Sun um, up until a year or so ago when Sun got bought out by Oracle. Now, uh, Recently, there's a be- obviously been quite a large split where a lot of the developers have gone off and formed LibreOffice, and I think a lot of the um, distributions are starting to package that and play with that. And Oracle have then basically gone, oh, we don't really care about this anymore, and given, <laughs> given the source code over to Apache as an incubator project. Um, I think that's a reasonably fair brief summary of what's yes. going on. Right, Sounds good. good. <laughs> Phew. Um, <laughs> so basically, the question is, I mean, how is this this whole controversy going to affect us? You know, we need an office suite. How is this going to affect affect us? You know, is the is the the fork a bad thing? Is it? I think it potentially could have a a bad effect because um, a lot of people know the name Open Office, and so they may well you know go, go to the Open Office website and see that you know nothing's happened. You know, it's, it's basically looks like it's you know ceased development and, and nobody really knows LibreOffice at the moment so they, so they really need to do a little bit of marketing there I guess yeah. I've never yeah. heard myself say that phrase <laughs> um, but yeah so I think it really could have a detrimental effect I, because admit, I, um, I ins- tried to install OpenOffice the other day because I needed it for something and I got very confused trying to find out where the hell it was just in the yum yum list output I th- uh, I- until I realised it was LOffice <laughs> I think there's a big distinction between um, it being an open source office suite available to open source desktop users Linux users and it being an open source office suite available to Windows users and Mac users for example yeah. and yeah if the open office project stagnates and LibreOffice continues then people going to people who are using it on Windows may well go to the open office site and think oh look nothing has changed it must be bollocks but presumably people in distributions won't well no I guess if you're, if you're doing what I did which was install it on a yeah, Fedora, whatever. Um, what does Fedora ship right now? Does it ship? Libra. It ships it Libra. Libra. A bunch yeah. of ships Libra as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what OpenSUSE ships. Um, they still going? <laughs> Ooh, oh, ow, harsh. <laughs> Controversial. Um, <laughs> good point, well argued. Good question. <laughs> it's a good question because no one knows the answer, which is in itself disturbing. <laughs> yes, they are. They but, are going. So you had to search for L Office. Yeah, I think I ended up finding, I think it was L Office or Libra Office L or something. Office. It wasn't Open Office. It wasn't packaged as Open Office, oh, yeah. which oh. caused me, yeah, the same. Is it, not, inst- is it not installed by default? Not on my install. No? I mean, I didn't think I'd need it. I've had that installed for like, you know, months and I've not actually needed it until now. Oh, okay. It wasn't installed. So. I think the thing but is... is that well, the point now? I mean, it's, it's one thing on the open source desktop. I mean, surely we, we need the rest of the world to know about it as well. So, Well, that, that was yeah. exactly the point. That um, What do we know about uh, the idea of getting open source onto, onto people's desktops that aren't open source desktops? So who, who now owns openoffice.org website? That's Apache. Or, well, um, oh no, no, Apache now. Yeah, they, yeah. they, Oracle. Yeah, signed it all over to uh, uh, Apache. I think Oracle retain something, probably like a joint copyright of the code or something. But um, but pretty much everything. And so went, how went difficult went would it be to convince them to just put a forward to? They're not interested in doing so. Is the point? Ah, because ah, because okay. they, could, they could have done exactly that. Well, the key mm. point as well is that what a lot of people don't know about OpenOffice is that not only do uh, well did Sun and therefore Oracle invests a lot in it but also IBM IBM and Sun yep. came to an agreement and IBM put a lot of money into development for OpenOffice because that's what powers their Symphony suite um, and what was part of this controversy is the fact that IBM want to keep on investing in OpenOffice I believe so now you've got this thing where OpenOffice has got a commercial backer which is IBM the distributions the Linux distributions are behind LibreOffice um, and the communities behind LibreOffice, and to me, it seems like this is broken into two areas. One is the how um, healthy the development is on the Office suite, and then also how well it's known in the marketing. And I think we'd all agree that OpenOffice is a way better brand than, yeah, than yeah. LibreOffice right now, which is which is obvious. But this problem with OpenOffice has been going on for the last couple of years. I remember two years ago, I think it was, being on a phone call with Simon Phipps and Michael Meeks, 
Michael Meeks was the person who really did a lot of this work to make it LibreOffice. And they were trying to slim down the source code and, you know, so they could, people could hack on different bits of it and make it more mm. accessible. And it was going nowhere because Sun didn't do anything. So, um, Sun were a company who were very big on, on management and process and yeah. not so big on code. And, well, and the <laughs> thing I is, is they put quite a lot of code into it. They did, office. but part of the problem was mm. that the uh, Sun acquired Star Division, who originally mm. made Star Office, but then became Open Office. So they had this office in, I think it was Munich where everybody knows it inside out and it's very difficult for new people to come on board and hack on it. In the same way that it happened with um, Netscape Communicator. And then eventually Firefox came out of the ashes of Netscape Communicator and they slimmed some of it down and they improved some bits of it. And I think that's the thing is that, that for so long, the reason why OpenOffice went nowhere is because it was too hard to hack on. I mean, it takes two days to build it. I mean, hmm. and, but now what they're doing is, it seems to me, from what I've seen already, that with LibreOffice, it seems way more community friendly you know it seems like a lot of people hacking on different things we've already seen lots of things changing so I but think it's one good of, one of the things that. that's, that is different between LibreOffice and OpenOffice which is kind of an important thing is that LibreOffice is LGPL if I remember rightly yeah um, because basically that's what they could get they get the source code under that license and so that's what they started off with and of course Apache demand everything is under the Apache public license which is BSD based I think but essentially different and incompatible yeah. so you can't merge the two projects cannot merge back uh, yeah, because exactly. any changes that have been made to LibreOffice cannot be relicensed or without the agreement of the developers and the de- developers don't want to my hope is that so they slim it down mm. These are, I mean Ak and I were talking about this at lunch you, you want them to do a Firefox yeah uh, do what Firefox make it mod- really modular slim it down I think some of that work's happening already I saw a post from is it Meeks Michael Meeks about probably two or three weeks ago and they'd done some work that had trimmed out something like 150 redundant icons, which is yeah. a, a t- tr- trivial example. But All the performance stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but they'd also trimmed down the uh, the uh, source code tree from something like 75 gig down to 11. Yeah. Because there's so much bullshit in there, that code that's never used. Wow. They, they were doing that kind of thing. That's huge. So code that's been compiled in, but is never executed. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I think it'd be brilliant if they... Because, I mean, I know that Firefox is not the same as Netscape Communicator, but... I like that analogy, though, because, I mean, yeah. Netscape used to have the mindshare, and then all of a sudden they were just gone and... Yeah. yeah. And they open-sourced it, but no one could work in it because it was t- so big. But, yeah, that, I mean, that was... The problem with that is is the... You know, in the Netscape thing, Netscape had, what, 30% of the market or whatever when they open-sourced it. And by the time they got around to releasing Firefox 0.8 or whatever, that was a bit ropey, but kind of worked... They went. They'd gone down to like one percent market share. They'd re- because they it took two years and they didn't release anything in two years. Yeah. And if you have the same problem with Open Office, you could have basically an Office suite that stagnates for, for years but, well, while while people are doing stuff in the background. But as a user, to, um, to, I'm to, seeing nothing. To a first approximation on the world stage, Open Office has no users anyway. It's not like they have fifty percent of the Office suite market. They've got naught percent of the Office that's suite. That's not market. true. It's huge in Germany. Open Office. It's big in com- yeah. it's big in corporate rollouts. Like a lot of a lot of box. It true. is absolutely. So Open Office produce an MSI, a Windows MSI that can be deployed by group. group I, I, absolutely, I absolutely believe that they do so. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the one of the interesting sub questions I have is that the LibreOffice community seem to be very Linux desktop focused. And is that going to harm its use on Windows? But maybe they're just going to say, "Well, that's Open Office and IBM. We don't give shit about that stuff. We're basically building it for Linux." Hmm, which, which which they may do. But when you say, yeah, yeah, it's huge in corporate deployments, what you mean is you could put all the names of all the companies who've deployed it on one piece of paper. No, what I mean is that it's huge. Microsoft it- Office is huge in corporate deployments because everybody uses it. No, I mean, yeah, it's not... <laughs> as, I mean, it doesn't take a fucking genius to realise that it's not as big as Microsoft Office, but what I'm saying well, is... Point, it's, not as, it's not as big as Netscape was. Netscape had at least 50% of the market at that point. Open Office, not, there is not one in two computers right, in the and world. We had ex- Microsoft, and we had exactly the same conversations, what, five years ago, about Firefox. Right, everyone's using an IE. Oh, no one uses Firefox. It's only you know Linux people use Firefox. Yeah, who's to say this couldn't happen with with LibreOffice? It would be nice to see them get up to twenty five percent of the world. I'm I mean, optimistic. Hmm? I'm optimistic. Why? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that, I mean, that, that's not me taking the piss. That's a mm-hmm. serious no, well, question. I, I think the LibreOffice what, what process has, is what has, more promising. What has OpenOffice done in the past? I mean. The, some of the people it working seems to on just it, have way more momentum. But some, that's the some of the people working on it now are we're still working on it <laughs> two years ago. And, and I've heard a lot of talk which says you know Sun just prevented us from doing stuff and we didn't want to fork and everything. But what what did Sun do? 
that meant that you couldn't do anything at all to make it any better than Office 95, which is what it is. You know, it's like Word 6. You know what is a good, I think a, a good analogy here is that OpenOffice to me was like X386. It was really hard for anyone to improve X386. You had to go through this member resolution process. It was so close. And so they, and so they made X, X.org. And then they forked it, and they made yeah. X.org. And look at that now. They've made t- tons of changes. It's way faster. There's a lot more innovation in there. Oh, uh, okay, that's the reason that's, why I'm confident as well. I mean, because I think... But uh, then, the, the, surely the problem is, though, you've got... In that case, you had one fork in both... Yeah, the Netscape and the X.org ones. You have one fork that was obviously dead, basically. And then somebody forks it off and says, hey, I'm going to actually take this and do something with it. And they become, they get the momentum. Yeah. Um, whereas in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the open office sense, you have two forks that both think yes. they have the momentum. You, uh, you know, Apache have IBM backing, the they have the name. Think they have momentum. Well, they have, they have all the marketing behind them. They have the name. They have the Apache name, which is kind of a well-known name, at least in the they, they have companies world. who have a budget for yeah. making their products popular. I mean, IBM sells Symphony. But LibreOffice have the developers. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> or the, a large I mean, chunk of the original. To, to be fair, of a to be fair, on the side of it maybe not being as successful, um, as we've all seen, you know, with open source. The majority of the work is done by the is done by the companies, you know, Red Hat, yeah. Oracle, Canonical, whoever it might be, invest the money in making the software, and so it, it it's a reasonable argument to say because there's a big company behind OpenOffice, it kind of bolsters the chances of that. And right, this, I, mean, I think it's where it's going to boil down to a big company that's not necessarily meeting the needs of the community or a community that communities have always been nimble on their feet. X three eight six is still going. I mean, yeah. what's what's interesting about it? I mean, this is back to the point I was making earlier about. Um, the Windows stuff being rather slighted by OpenOffice, so it wouldn't surprise me if it is. That suggests that if IBM are the primary backers of the thing, they likely concentrate on things which are useful to IBM customers. So corporate deployment stuff, MSIs, yeah. having mail merge work, integrating with Microsoft SharePoint, that sort of thing. Yes. You can imagine LibreOffice slighting that kind of work and instead trying to make something with a sli- stripped-down, slick user interface that works really well on a modern Linux distribution like Fedora or Ubuntu. And fuck a bunch of MSIs. What were um, so, so, so it is a true fork in the sense that they are different. What worries me a little bit is not just the Office suites, but also the open document format. I mean, the benefit that we had previously was that OpenOffice and ODF were bedfellows. Now what happens as the ODF format is continued to develop and... Like, I saw some, something I think Meeks posted the other day about how you describe graphics, vector graphics, in the ODF format, and it's a nightmare the way it works right now. And they want to make some improvements to the spec... Now, what happens it could turn into a pissing match where you get LibreOffice who want to do something for the benefit of LibreOffice, and then you know IBM push back on it or whatever it might be. Well, it's not even that IBM push back on it. I mean, the reason ODF got adopted by a bunch of standards organisations is because there were people with suits on whose job it was to go to those standards organisations, go slowly through the process, and to be fair, sign agreements on behalf so, of. So and a huge chunk of that was IBM. So, what's yeah. this document foundation then? The Open Document Foundation. Yeah. I assume that's still tied to OpenOffice, not to LibreOffice. Right. No, no. Open Document Foundation is LibreOffice. Oh, really? That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Who, well, who's it being staffed by now, then? The, document <laughs> found, the, the Open Document Foundation is the organisation that manages LibreOffice. Right, okay, so, who, so who's staffing it? To the point where they'll go to ISO and say, <laughs> okay, let's go through this process. I think it's... I think, well, I think the Open Document Foundation... Oh, pre- Novell oh, still behind I think they predated... LibreOffice. I think I think there used to be the Open Document Fellowship. I think it was, and they were so, like, "What do you mean, one of them? splitters?" I, I did some work <laughs> with them for a while. Yeah, exactly. And I think that they dismantled, and then they became the Open Document Foundation, who look after ODF and all that kind of stuff. And I think LibreOffice was then taken on by them. So I don't think IBM and OpenOffice are as closely aligned in that way. But IBM oh. did much of the work in getting ODF. Yeah, to be standard. Uh, this, it's, the, it's, it's very the very fact that all this the very fact that all this crap is really confusing in itself worries me. I mean, what whatever you think of OpenOffice, LibreOffice, whatever, um, I personally happen to think it's really annoying, and I don't like using it, but I have to because I have no choice. Um, whatever you think of it, there was at least one of them, and everyone was all pulling in the same direction. Now we shall assuredly all hang separately.
So a few years ago, on um, season two, I believe, I posed uh, the question that, um, were we being complacent in the Linux world? Because in, in the Windows world, you know, they have viruses, but uh, I was saying that the, the people in the Windows world, well, I thought at the time that people in the Windows world had their, you know, they'd install their operating system, the first thing they would think of doing is putting antivirus and anti-malware software on. Now, they wouldn't consider running Windows without those things. It'd be like the idea of us connecting to the internet without a firewall. You know, we wouldn't think to do it. But in the Linux world, I said that we never give it a second thought. And we sit back kind yeah. of almost smug, thinking that ah, doesn't affect us, doesn't affect us. But recently, um, another group of people who used to think that, uh, I believe they were once described as kilt-wearing maniacs by uh, Ack. Um, <laughs> they, they are Mac owners. That and, sounds uh, far more like a joke comment to me, I have to say. <laughs> I think orange sunglasses. Orange sunglasses, oh, orange sunglasses wearing arseholes. Yeah. Uh, kilt-wearing maniacs or something like that. Anyway, so Mac owners have uh, recently uh, been falling for these little pop-ups that sort of say, you know, your computer has been infected by a blah, blah, blah. And they've been installing this malware and... Uh, and losing lots of money and, and things like that. So, do you think we're any closer to that now? Are, no, are you concerned? No. You don't think it's going to happen to us? Yes. Is that blind faith? or um, Why don't you think it's going to happen to us? If it can happen to somebody on the Mac, why can't it happen to us? I've been using Linux for 12 years. I've not had a single virus. It's That's exactly like the old man who says, I've been smoking 40 fags a day, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, it is. It is blind faith, but frankly... It's, it's, yeah, it's, the, it's the reason Jono thinks that is because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's be clear. No, it's, I mean, if put it this way, if uh, if it, the Ubuntu project felt like it was a risk and it was built into Ubuntu, I wouldn't disable it. But right now, I'm not worried. I haven't seen enough in with my friends and colleagues of I've not I don't know anyone who's been affected by a virus in Linux so it's so small I'm not saying it couldn't happen but right now didn't it happen when you guys enabled autoplay or something recently or not <laughs> recently I'm a year or so ago a virus? Yeah. Wow. No? Okay. No. I must be no. dreaming or something. But, but, Probably but, heard but, that from the propaganda machine inside Red Hat. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, the, I mean, the, the, point, the point about this <laughs> stuff is something that um, Windows antivirus vendors have been saying forever, which is that we don't get targeted because we're not a big enough deal. And since one of the big goals is to become a big enough deal, we are then going to get targeted. And, and, and I Mac think people are now being targeted. Exactly. Yeah, Mac, people, target. Mac people were never be, a big enough to deal. To be clear as now well, they are. in two years when we do our next, our next show, I think I'll answer the question differently. Because I think it will be at a point where it will be... I just so, think so where we are today... You think it will happen, but we don't have to yeah. pre-prepare for right. it. We, 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 have, to sh- we yeah. have to shut the stable door after the horse has bolted. Right. No, okay. no, no. I think that what we'll do... <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I meant. No, no, no. Backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. No, that's what I said. I'm <laughs> saying that as we get closer to... We will hear. Is it, is it because we know, will hear more and more people getting compromised on Linux? And at that point, I think bef- it's not. Wouldn't, like- wouldn't it be nice to make sure that no one gets owned? Rather wait until a few examples have been owned and then fix no, it. No, because uh, can't we preemptively fix it so no one gets owned ever? No, <laughs> I mean, that be nice. You can do, but I think that the risk is so tiny today that I think it will be. Is that be- because you think we have more savvy users at the moment? And it wasn't until the Mac started getting less savvy users or more regular people using it that they started falling for this pop-up that sort of says it, your Mac you is. Know, you know, it's a combination of that. That's the case. At the moment, at present, your average Linux user is significantly more clearful than your average Windows user. Agreed. And but certain um, hmm. distributions are targeting less clueful users. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so are you not concerned? No, I mean, like I say, I, I, think, I, I think it's all... Jono seems not to be. <laughs> no, no I, not yet. as I've said... And, and I, bear, I, I, bear with I, me, I, how hard would it be to just... Uh, does the solution to this already exist? If we just basically turned on clamour for everybody by default, <laughs> would that potentially solve the problem, or does it require? No, it's well, not going to stop Windows no popping up, is it? No one has ever Nothing been able to stop Windows popping up. No, how does it stop it? Uh, what I don't know is, is that sort of thing stopped by not an antivirus, for example, on Windows? Are Windows people still vulnerable to exactly this kind of attack, or has this problem been solved on Windows? And if so, does the software that solved it on Windows solve it on Linux as well? Good question, to which I don't know the answer. Right, okay. I think the key thing in my mind is that uh, with anything, you assess the level of threat at any one time. And I think that when you start thinking that there is going to be that there is going to be a risk, uh, you definitely want to get in there and have a solution. And it strikes me that you know it's, it's a black swan, isn't it? it, it I just think that to me it would be like the analogy would be uh, in, in some ways the analogy is like the terrorism thing, like the risk of terrorism. After two thousand, you know, two thousand and one was seen to be much higher, particularly in the US. 
and therefore it kicked in a ton of extra uh, of extra processes and stuff like that. Some people think that it's been a bit heavyweight, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't <coughs> care about the problem. I'm just saying that a bit heavyweight. <laughs> Carry on. Well, it depends which bit you're talking about. Like walking through a scanner at an airport is is one thing. Getting a machine making a machine scan you naked is a different thing. <laughs> You know, you know, taking little bottles of stuff on the plane. We're, 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 we're not going to have a fight about the anti-terrorism. <laughs> bring us back onto the point yeah, a bit. I, yeah. I, my, point is, my point is, is that I don't think that just because there is the possibility that someone can be owned with a virus, that that means that we have to build all of this stuff. I think we look at the level of threat and then we react. Well, and well, today, I don't believe, given the fact that I don't know anyone speaking personally, speaking personally, I don't know anybody who is. Ever had this happen? So you're drawing the distinction ago that never happened on a Mac. You're drawing the distinction between a threat and a potential threat. Which is a perfect distinction to draw. Do you think that, given that now some people have suffered this problem on a Mac, should Apple have done something preemptively, or were they what do you want them to do? What do you want them to do preemptively? This is what I'm. I'm I'm not sure. Okay, security is a good thing. Yes, yeah. Not having security flaws, but you can't write an antivirus scanner that stands for a virus that doesn't exist. Some of the stuff. First of all. That's exactly what antivirus people do. They use heuristics to try and detect what's going on. Say, yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just a signature-based. Because, no, because there are no Linux viruses, how do you write right. the, the but heuristics? But the, to... the second point is there are things other than antivirus you can do. For instance, you could sandbox every program. Right, so that okay. it, it, So even if it gets infected by a virus, that virus can't do anything because it can't read and write any of your files, it can't connect to the network without permission. So there was some kind of security-enhanced Linux that we can Well, run. exactly. You, th- yes. there's, that, there's, there's a bunch of research and work going into doing that. I know um, Fedora Red Hat have done quite a lot of work on things like SE Linux. There's AppArmor. There are people working on individually sandboxing applications. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, although most of their work, not available to us. <laughs> it's open source. No, no, no. The bit they've decided to open source is available to us. I'm, ah. I'm quite sure there's a bunch of other internal NSA work about hardening <laughs> programs, which is not on fucking SourceForge or GitHub or wherever it is, right? But, yeah, I mean, so there is a bunch of work going into this. It, a lot of the work is quite academic at the moment. I mean, the, the, the only I, thing I ever hear about SE Linux from desktop users rather than server users is how to turn it off, like Pulse Audio used to be. I actually think there's also risks that are not virus-based that we face in Linux that we haven't solved. So a good example is one of the problems that we face in the Ubuntu forums is, you know, someone will go and ask a question about something and, or, or somebody will, will ask if a certain piece of software is available for the latest version of Ubuntu. And then somebody will attach a deb that they built to a forums post and some people have installed these devs and they've hosed their systems at which point epic fail now, yeah. that's, that's not a virus but that that, that is includes malware. that yeah. includes some of the risks it's not it's that not, kind of no, Trojan that, attack that, is that's actually that's interesting is it malware if I say to you go to your machine and type sudo rm-rf slash is that malware Yes, it, but it, by a pretty stretch well, definition of the anything, term. Can I? So it's not anything. If, if you give somebody a deb and say install well, that well, and well, it, it'll well, do something well, nice I, and it does something, I'll give you a script. Um, well, so, what? I'll give you a script which does that. Is it malware? I mean, almost the definition of malware is stuff that does something secretive, right? It does something malicious. That's what it malware does. is. If you say to Aid, type in rm-rf, you know it's going to fuck his system. That's malicious. That's why it's called malware, yeah. not secretware. But, but, but somebody making <laughs> oh, a deb, okay. somebody making a deb because they think it will genuinely solve somebody's problem and then they don't realise because they're maybe not as technically proficient at packaging oh, so and probably, it hoses their system. Well, so you're probably smart people posting debs to the forums which deliberately screw no. people's systems. It's people who built a deb incorrectly which uninstalls your yeah. graphics driver by and accident and then that something. gets back to the sandbox and I think we're going to start seeing more of that that we need to solve that will pr- be the precursor to the virus thing because we've been seeing this with installing applications we've got this thing in Ubuntu called Extras where you can install, install applications outside the repository I think I read all about them and um, <laughs> <laughs> nice and um, you know one of the things that we have is we don't have a sandboxed environment so we have a process which is a bit more heavyweight to make sure that these things are properly checked it's not like Android where everything is much more sandboxed I think we'll have to so, face so, the same thing with, with Linux yeah I mean that's um, the difference between say iOS and Android is the iOS stuff is all checked by hand to make sure that an application doesn't do anything malicious Android gets around the fact that they don't have an army of people to check this or they don't want that, is that by, the- by, by demanding that your application individually requires all the permissions it wants. So in theory, at least, a user can look at that and say, I don't want it to send emails or make phone calls. Is that then the problem, when you talk about something we can do beforehand, is that basically, because Linux users in general do go onto the internet and they download stuff, 
because you know we're taught to do that that's how you get any software is you do yum install or whatever the deb equivalent is we're just so used to downloading stuff on the internet not really worrying about it maybe we sh- should we therefore will be training people to actually be a little bit more cautious about what they you know only download something that's signed or only download something that you you trust uh, well i'd say that I mean, the, what, what rather, rather than downloading d- random debs off in, a forum well i'd say that we should be doing that with you know, you download it from the Red Hat archive or the Ubuntu archive or the yeah. Debian archive. Stuff you, that based in Ubuntu Software Centre is trust. Well, I don't know about you guys, but for me, installing a Deb outside of the archive feels weird. Yeah, I don't like doing it. I very, it very much weird. dislike installing. But that's no. us, you know, that we wouldn't but do that. Um, I dislike doing it, but I do actually do it. That's know? a good point. Yeah. And that's where I think we'll see the first wave of malicious software is when people start making these Debs. Like, the Ubuntu forums is not much of a risk because it's still people like us. Yeah. Whereas, and there well, are Android viruses. Mm-hmm. For example, and there are no iOS viruses, um, but that's because everything is individually checked by people. Um, there are Android viruses. Uh, well, so, Android. So it means that you have to say, you have to grant things permission, but you might be an exception here, but as a fairly technical group of people, how often do you read through the list of stuff a program wants and then say, no, I'm not going to allow it, just on I account do, of I do, and I always wish that you could untick those things, so you can say, well, I don't want it to make phone calls. to make phone calls, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see, my problem with doing that is that every game you'd install only needs to access the internet, so the ads work, which means you just untick that, and then the no game ads. manufacturers don't make any money, and then they stop making games. Yeah, the problem no, with the Android no, no, no. thing is <laughs> it's like a click-through Eula, or an installer. Yes. You just keep clicking the button until it no, goes away. it's much smaller. Um, no, but what I mean is that, is that I think for, re- like, to Axe point, to, to a regular user, they're like, I, I want Angry Birds to work. Yes, yes, if, yes, if yes, If Angry yes. Birds needs this stuff, then it can have this stuff, find no problem. Mm. Do you remember the Lug Radio app that you wrote? When I installed it on my phone, it says, I need everything. I need to do everything on your phone. I need to be able to read this. And I, I spoke to you, and I'm like, why does that application need to do all these things, Ak? And your answer was? Um, that I hadn't worked out how to turn them off. That it doesn't, and you hadn't worked out how to turn them off. <laughs> but you'll notice I wasn't distributing it to the public. I was distributing it to you to test it. One of the, the embodiment of Lug Radio in the app itself. <laughs> One of the important pieces of feedback I got is that I had to learn how to turn all that crap off, which, which you were quite right, and that was useful feedback. Yeah. I do remember at least also, one other person gave you a tick, by the way. Jerv gave you a kitchen for that as well, so he obviously managed to get a copy of it. Oh, yeah. well, because, um, in the end, I went, yeah, well, here's the app, whatever. I didn't have time to work on it. <laughs> it's so, so, what do we think? I mean, don't let's... download anything from Mac. That's what we're saying. So, 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah, all viruses come from me. Don't worry about it. So, let's spin around and see what we think. I think that we need to keep an eye on the problem, and um, at some point, before it becomes too big of a problem, we're going to probably need to build something into Linux distributions. What do you think? Mark? So, you want to be reactive? Yes. That looks like he wants to be proactive. I would like to be more proactive than we are. Probably not as proactive as you think we ought to be. But at the moment, a lot of the research and work that's going into sandboxing applications, protecting ourselves against this stuff, is very, very (laughs) theoretical and academic. (laughs) I would like like somebody to step up and do this properly, whether that's um, Red Hat or Canonical or Novell or a committed group of people building an open source thing and then, and then working with the distributions to make it happen or whatever. Do you, do you go like ship uh, SE Linux or no, Apple Armour? Armour. Or, oh, still Apple Armour. Yeah, right, I believe. Okay. Do, yeah. you, do you actually use SE Linux, Aid? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> right, okay. Aid, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think we should be proactive, definitely. Probably the most proactive out of all of mm-hmm. us. Okay. I think there's... there's Almost not. There's not much you can do proactively in technical terms. SE Linux is a start, or similar, a kind of a start, but it, it's all in the education of people saying, "Don't run stupid. You know, don't run stuff from down, downloading from the internet. Don't run RM minus R H. You know." Well, I think educating people is going to fail miserably. Like, yes, I agree with Adam. <laughs> I, well, I, 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 I have think... more faith in humanity than you. It's not. It's I'm not also humanity so much. Okay. Given the fact that he's just to... drunk four cartons of <laughs> devil's shit, I'm not surprised you got more faith in him. It, 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 it's not faith. It's that people don't want to learn because they're not interested. Why the fuck should they have to learn about computers? I think they this, want to type a letter. Why stuff, do they have to learn about what SC Linux is? This stuff is going to have to be built into the operating system. Yes. I, at this point, I'm not particularly concerned. I see no immediate threat, but I guess in the next five to ten years, we're going to see it growing. Five to ten? Yeah. You don't, I don't, you don't see us taking on the new users that quickly, then? No. I don't no. think it's going to happen quickly. It's the year no. of the desktop. I don't think it's going to happen in two years' time. Or even three. Um, the problem is, uh, you've got maybe four. <laughs> have you thought maybe about joining? Have you thought about joining the canonical marketing department? It sounds like they're missing an important voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, dude. It's all fucked. <laughs> oh, it's just going to carry on growing. 
<laughs> but no, I don't think it's just going to go bang and there we are. Anyway, okay. Back at the point. But that's exactly what happened on the Mac. One minute there was nothing. Yeah, just well, they, they were selling cool devices owned. to people yeah. that like cool devices. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it, the problem is you've got to know how to solve the problem in the first place and Windows people never really figured it out. They know how to minimise the risk but there's no, end, there's no silver bullet. SE Linux could do the job but it's really fucking hard. It isn't. To you, you did a fucking course in it. <laughs> you're you're if a certified red hat trainer. Right? If you're <laughs> not the normal use case, dude. If it's not that hard. Look, how hard is SPSS? <laughs> Considerably easier than someone doing a PhD than the rest of us. And there it is. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got, first of all, you've got to work out how you're going to solve the problem in the first place because Windows people haven't figured it out. I, I remember laughing at the but radio. But with SNS, it's not up to people to work it out. It's up to you, the, the, the distro producer to write the right policy so they don't have to care. They don't that's even exactly, know it's there. That's but exactly that, the point yeah. I was trying to make, which but, is you can't leave it to the people because it's too hard for but average doesn't people. doesn't the distro manufacturers writing the policy rely on them inspecting every application? Yeah, I mean, that, that is the problem. But, but so, so are you proposing to do what iOS have done? Have someone at Red Hat or wherever approve oh, no, every no, no, application? No, no, you can have a default. Yeah. Well, you yeah, mean, yeah. Isn't, yeah, the default, isn't, the, isn't the default going to be lock everything down so applications don't work? You can't write but, any data to anywhere. You can't connect to the network. So how will you solve that problem then? When I install my application which wants to connect to the network, am I going to have to tick a thing like on Android? Do we think that's the Android approach is a good approach? I, I like the Android approach. To yeah. be fair, Red, uh, Red Hat and Debian and Ubuntu already do that that manual human check-in process. That's what the archive is. Yeah, everything that goes into there is checked by core developers, and that's the reason why I think that we haven't had as much of a problem. And Part of it is the minimum of the fact that we're too small. But bear in mind that people post Debs on the forums because getting them into the archives are pain in the arse. No, but, but the so it's a lot easier to say, "People, look, just here's a Deb on the forum or on my website." I mean, um, Skype don't put things in the archive their data no, isn't I, checked what do we do about closed no, source software I, I agree that we're going to face this more and more but I think part of what we need to do is and this is what we're trying to do with Ubuntu with the extras thing is is to try and simplify how I've you, about that how you can get it's to simplify how you it was can funnier get, the first time <laughs> it's, it's to simplify how you can get the software in there like yeah right now I think it's safe to say that with both with, with Debian with Ubuntu and with Red Hat it's you have to be uh, you have to invest a lot of your time and effort to become a developer to get involved in any of the distributions. And I think that one thing that we can probably all learn from is how we simplify that process, but in a way that doesn't sell the farm. Like, the Android thing to me is interesting, but re relying on users to approve access to different parts of the phone doesn't make sense. That's what worries me, that, that real people, and I include myself in this... Just go, well, I want this app, so yeah, okay, Don't fine. Care. I mean, there are a few things. If I'm installing uh, a game and it says, wants to be able to send premium SMSs, I'll think, <laughs> no, bugger off. How about I don't install this? But if it's just like it wants access to the internet and it wants access to my contacts, that's quite, you know, if you're doing something like that, that's quite useful. But Why does the game need access no, to your no, contacts? No, I'm not talking about no, a game here, okay. but an application which does something like that, I can't stop it then taking all my contacts and emailing it to the developer because the permissions aren't fine-grained enough. And it's already annoying to have to say, I want this and this and this and this and this. Yep. If you make it more fine-grained, it's even more annoying and makes people even more likely to say, fuck it, whatever. So, it's uh, the end of the show, uh, in fact, the end of the season, but anyway, it's time for the emails. We don't have any fucking emails. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we don't have any emails. Yeah, why didn't people email us this season? <laughs> it's been a good season, though, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. What's your favourite bit? I fucking, without a doubt, um, Adam drinking the filth. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank oh, you very yeah. much. Thank you. No, yeah. I, I, I actually think my favourite bit of the whole season has been um, the discussion about antiviruses. Ah, okay. That was really yeah, interesting. That, that yeah. was a very in-depth discussion. All the, way, all the way back in episode one. I thought that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. God, it's such a long time, long time ago. ago yeah. It does, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Maybe we should do, you know, maybe we should redo that drinking thing again. Because it's <laughs> been a while. Let, let's do that more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could rustle some up. We've still got some of the ingredients. Yeah, fucking bet you could, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> So we have to say uh, it's going to be a while until the next season. We're taking a yeah, summer, a break. summer break. Yeah, yeah. yeah until like twenty seventeen. We only need time to recuperate from the uh, from the hard season. Especially done, Tony yeah. and Laura, they need a lot of time to recuperate. We <laughs> <laughs> should say thank you very much to Tony and Laura yeah. yes. for yes. doing all the actual work to make this possible. We should be clear: we're not starting again. Right? <laughs> yes, no, we're not. Well, and, maybe. And uh, <laughs> no. we're not starting again. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> 
We're not starting again. We're not doing it. We're not. We're not doing it. We're not. We went through this with Bloody Lug Radio Live, and it took a year to convince everybody that we weren't doing it again, but we're not doing it again. So, you know, thanks again to Tony and Laura for, you know, we're in a very small hotel room in central Birmingham, and we just said, we want to do a show, and they came up. Um, well, that's not strictly true. We said we want to go drinking. Do you want to come with us? And then we said, "Oh, why are you coming anyway? Bring a shitload of mics and stuff." <laughs> yeah, and they set everything up, and you know, we're getting them a hotel room, and that's all they wanted, right? Oh, <laughs> will you stop? <laughs> so, yeah. the, the look I've just got from Tony suggests that he's looking for something more specifically from aid <laughs> than he's actually going to get. <laughs> and we should also plug Og Camp, right? We should, we should. actually, yes. yes. Since, since, since otherwise this might not get edited at all. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, 13th and 14th of, of August? August? I'll be there. Are you, Chris, you'll be there? I'll be there, yep. I'll be there. Adam will I'll, be there. I'll be in San Francisco, so I'll, I won't be there. I'll be at home in America, <laughs> so I will not be there. It's, but yeah, I'll, I'll be there as I would like to have come, but yes, um, yep. very much like to. Um, it's 13th, 14th of August uh, in Farnham. Uh, which is in and Surrey. Oddtab.org, is it? org, And there's still tickets available, I believe. How many yes, tickets are there available? About 30. About 30. 30 or so tickets. And people, are they are the tickets free? Are they are free tickets? Yes. The one and only time I've been to an Odd Camp, it was rocking. So everybody should go. It's a great event. I've uh, been to them all and they've all been rocking. Well, don't let the fact that Chris is there dissuade you from going. <laughs> Can we edit that bit out? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Let's oh, go. Yeah. It's Thank you very much. It's been, just to be clear, we're not doing this again. It's emotional. We happen to be around for beer, so you might hear the next episode again in when? 2018 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. But for now, it's, it's the end of the show. It's the end of the series. Thank you very much. Airman out. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>